Welcome to The Socialist Program. This is the audio of our monthly seminar. Subscribe and support this programming at patreon.com slash the socialist program to join live once a month and ask Brian Becker your questions and listen to them as soon as they come out. Thanks so much for your help in keeping this independent show going. We can make this program with you, but not without you. Well, let's get started. We've got a lot to talk about today. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. And more importantly, thank you so much, everyone who's here now and everyone who's listening in the future. We really appreciate all of the support that y'all have provided to us and to the show. And not just today and not just this month, but this whole year. And, you know, the whole it's been just over three years now that we've had the show going. And it's been really, really incredible. So, you know, the fact that this show has grown so much And that so many more people are able to access this information. And it's hard to be out there on your own trying to cull through what the media is telling you. And, you know, so we're really honored to be able to be here to help do that and to help do that as a group and do that as a, you know, as a show. So thank you so, so much for all of your support and for being a part of this, for being a part of getting this out there for everyone, you know, in the world. We've got listeners all over. So really, really, really appreciate everybody. Brian, I will turn it to you. Thank you, Nicole. And again, like Nicole said, we thank everyone for subscribing. We have started our fourth year officially. We started in November 2020. Now it's December 2023. So we're one month into our fourth year. We've been bringing content every week or almost every week. There may have been one or two weeks where we were off. And Nicole, we're going to see if we can take off for next week. It's possible. If there's major events in the world, we won't be off, but we're looking forward to having one week where we're not doing the show. Again, after that, we'd be back the first week of January. One of the things that I think is so important about the Socialist Program, which of course is not only a podcast, it also appears every week on Wednesday night on Breakthrough News, is our audience has expanded so, so dramatically. In the last month, I would say probably hundreds of thousands, maybe upward to a million people have watched the show on Breakthrough News. A smaller but very big number are now listening every week on the podcast. And because of the patrons, we were able to do the show. We're very low budget. If we could get more patrons, more assistance, more support, we would dramatically expand the show's coverage and the show's content. Again, we're limited really by funds, essentially. When I got in the car this morning, I had to drive somewhere. I turned on, it was an accident. I turned on NPR. I listened to the nine o'clock news and I was struck because this is national public radio, how much the mainstream media is running interference for the U.S.-Israeli war crimes and crimes against humanity that are being carried out every hour, every minute, actually, in Gaza in the last two months. Nicole, I want to play this clip because it it demonstrates, one, you know, not only the facile, propagandistic character of mainstream media, but also why we need shows like The Socialist Program and why we need alternative media and why people need to support it. Let's start with this clip, if we could. Here it is. 
The UN warns of collapsing infrastructure in Gaza, including water and sanitation services. Israel's president, Isaac Herzog, who usually doesn't weigh in on politics, says his country is always open to negotiations and wants peace. He was interviewed by NPR's Mary Louise Kelly at an Atlantic Council event. He warned that not all information coming out of Gaza is reliable. The images coming out of Gaza, we don't shy away from it. But at the end, we have to take decisions to defend our people. That's what we're doing. We have no other choice. All right. Just think about what the NPR host said. Herzog, the president of Israel, doesn't normally weigh in on politics, but he's speaking before the Atlantic Council, which is, by the way, funded by NATO. And he warns that not all of the images coming from Gaza are real. That's what she says. Then he gets on and he was like, he owns the images. He said, no, we have to do what we're doing in Gaza because we have to defend our people. So here you have the capitalist mainstream media. In the case of NPR, it's not a capitalist corporation, but it's you know financed by a capitalist government, an imperialist government, the United States government, and thus has the biases of the imperialist government saying, introducing, sort of inoculating the audience by saying to the audience, President Herzog, normally not political. No, no, very apolitical person. He warns us that everything you're seeing in Gaza, the things that mortify you, that horrify you, the things that disgust you, the things that are real, they may not be real. Anyway, then Herzog says we have a right to defend ourselves. Well, actually, Israel, as an illegal occupying power, does not have the right to defend its illegal occupation. I mean, Gaza has no airport. It has no seaport. It's completely surrounded by the Israeli government. It is under occupation. It is living or has been living barely under occupation. And as a consequence, the Israeli illegal occupation force and deemed illegal in many, many resolutions by the United Nations, Resolution 242 and many others, they don't have the right to defend themselves. In fact, people living under occupation have a legal right, according to the United Nations resolutions passed in 1970, people living under illegal occupation have the right to resist. Again, this is the, the capitalist mainstream media. And of course, NPR, you could look at ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, Washington Post, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, you name it. They all have the same talking points. Everything is about Israel's right to defend itself, how the images in Gaza look bad, but they're, maybe you shouldn't really believe them fully because the health ministry is run by the government in Gaza, which is the Hamas government. The images in the media, well, those may be manipulated, but more than 20,000 Palestinians in Gaza all of whom are refugees from earlier expulsions. All the people in Gaza are refugees already before this. 20,000 are dead. That's more than 1% of the population. That number is going to go way up because many people are still trapped in the rubble. You know, the Israeli government decides we're going to cut off their electricity. We're going to cut off their water. We're not going to allow them to have that which is necessary to sustain life. And we're going to bomb them and bomb them and bomb them. And then you have the media coverage in the last couple of days saying Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin 
really suggested that the Israeli government needs to do more to take care of civilians. Okay, well, there's, there's a way to take care of civilians, which is stop bombing them. It's not that complicated. But that's not the real orientation of the Biden administration. They want this war. They don't want all the negative fallout from the war, but they want the Israeli government to win. And they want the government in Ukraine to win. And we can see in the last couple of days, it's quite clear that the Ukrainian government will never win, that the Ukrainian military cannot defeat the Russians, that the war is grinding on, that half a million people have been unnecessarily, unnecessarily killed or badly wounded in the last you know, now we're running up on two years. Two months from now, it'll be two years since the war started. All of this could have been avoided. But the U.S. wanted the war because they wanted to prove to Russia that nobody can dictate to U.S. imperialism whether Ukraine or any other country can join NATO. That's up to the U.S. because obviously it's a U.S. decision. All the NATO partners have, you know, a veto power, true, but they're all vassal states, basically, even the biggest ones, even Germany and France and the UK, functioning basically as American vassals. The US wanted to show Russia, no, you don't have the right to determine what's going to happen on your borders. We will determine that. This hubris, this arrogance, it's beyond belief. Anyway, thank you to everyone for supporting independent media, alternative media, this program. You know, I want to go into another topic, Nicole before we get to the questions. And there are several really, really important questions that patrons have asked, and we're going to talk about them. Some of them we're going to spend more time doing a whole show about. We want to get into it. But I want to talk about the danger, the growing danger of regional war in the Middle East. You know, the people in Palestine have allies. Those allies include the resistance forces in Lebanon, Hezbollah in particular, they have the support of the Iranian government. They have the support of the Syrian government. In the last couple of weeks, it's clear that the Houthi movement in Yemen is also clearly supporting the Palestinians. They're targeting ships that are bound for Israel. In other words, they are saying, as long as you carry out this genocide, we, the people in Yemen, resistance forces in Yemen, will use military force to stop ships, container ships going to help resupply the genocidal machine, also known as the Israeli Defense Forces. And so a number of ships have been taken, ships have been shelled. They're saying, the Houthis are saying, we're not going to target any ship, only ships bound for Israel. In other words, as a consequence of the war. But now the U.S. has formed a 10-state alliance preparing to target the resistance forces in Yemen. Remember, the U.S. and Saudi Arabia waged that horrendous war against the people in Yemen for so many years. Saudi Arabia dropped the bombs, but the U.S. supplied the bombs and the U.S. special forces actually gave the Saudi military the bombing coordinates because the U.S. had on the ground special forces able to target or provide bombing targets for the Saudi military. Nicole, I think you have the list of the 10 nations and I want you to read them if you have them. And then we want to talk a little bit more about the danger of regional war. That's all for this preview. If you'd like access to the rest of this seminar and our entire archive of exclusive seminars with Brian Becker, become a patron at patreon.com slash the socialist program. We are an independent show and we cannot make this programming without you. 
Thanks so much for your support. 